it's a joy to be able to be with you and to hear you pray. I enjoy so very much. Uh, as, as a pastor of a church, sometimes I feel uh, like I have to pray in those prayer meetings, but it's good to be able to join you and hear you pray and hear your burden and hear the things that you're uh, concerned about. The one thing that caught my attention back when I was able to join this group was the uh, emphasis on uh, revival. Um, there are lots of other words that I've been trying to incorporate into my uh, prayer list for things for the Lord to do in this uh, revival prayer meeting uh, and been even trying to use different terms because I'm not always sure if I know what I mean by when I use that word revival. I, I think of words like uh, rejuvenate or resuscitate, uh, renewal or refresh, restoring us, uh, restoring us to vitality, re restoring me to vitality, uh, revitalizing us, reviving us, all those different words. And for, a fervent, for the privilege that we have of hearing uh, one another pray about that matter is a wonderful thing indeed. And as I was reading... Um, uh, scripture this morning and thinking I had other plans for today, but I was reading in uh, a portion that I preached on last Lord's Day and uh, was reminded of the uh, sadness of uh, Jeremiah's ministry. Uh, we've read through 44 chapters of Jeremiah, and I think 40, chapter 44 might be one of the saddest chapters that I've read so far. And it's a very, uh, it's a long chapter, and it's uh, full of different details, going different directions and whatnot. But the one thought that came to me was, uh, having uh, been on a call earlier with, uh, with another group of believers uh, who are burdened about revival as well, uh, the, there was the reading of that passage in uh, Chronicles uh, 7.14, and, and you're all familiar with it. If you've ever talked about revival or heard something mentioned about revival, that verse for sure is going to come in, into the conversation somehow or another. And I know that that's talking about Israel and whatnot, and we live on the other side of the Testament. Uh, we live in the New Testament era. And I was thinking about how in Jeremiah's day, the Lord, through Jeremiah, reminded the people of their own wickedness. In Jeremiah 44, uh, verse 9, Have you forgotten the wickedness of your fathers and the wickedness of the kings of Judah and the wickedness of their wives and your own wickedness? and the wickedness of your wives. And I was going back in my mind to some other portions of Jeremiah where there is a recognition uh, for uh, the need for you and for me, for us to repent and to turn from our wickedness. You know, we certainly live in a wicked world and it'll probably be that way until the Lord comes back. But I wonder if there might be out of us a group that would continue to turn not away from the Lord, but turn toward the Lord and uh, acknowledge our sinfulness, our wicked ways. Uh, listen to these verses uh, from uh, Jeremiah. Jeremiah 3.25 says, We have sinned against you. We have sinned against the Lord our God. In Psalm 106, We have done unjustly. We have done wickedly. Psalm 106 first part of that verse 6 says, we have sinned with our fathers. Jeremiah 7, 26 says, we have sinned worse than our fathers. That says that in Jeremiah 7, 26, as well as 16, 12, uh, about our sin. And then I think about that portion in the New Testament that is a comfort to us who are sinners, who acknowledge that we're sinners. If we confess our sins, 
He is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. How you and I need to remind ourselves of our own defilement, of our own sinfulness, of our own wickedness. As Jeremiah uh, heralded and preached for 40-something years, and things didn't get better, they actually got worse because they decided to stay with their sin. And rather than turning from their sin, they stayed with their sin. Couldn't help but, as I heard that pastor's call earlier today, where there was a quotation of Second Chronicles 7.14. We've all read it from left to right. If my people, which are called by my name, shall humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways, then will I hear from heaven. As I was hearing those words, I thought, well, so many times we read English from left to right. Well, Hebrew is right to left. And I wonder if we don't sometimes start at the wrong place. Perhaps we need to start at the end. Turn from our wicked ways. Seek his face. Pray. Humble ourselves. If we don't turn from our wicked ways, have we humbled ourselves? If we haven't turned from our wicked ways, have we really prayed? Uh, I, I like reading it from left to right, but I may not start off with the humbling myself because I probably haven't really humbled myself and prayed if I haven't turned from my from my ways and sought his face. Oh, how we need to turn, how I need to turn from my, I have, I'm a sinner. There is none righteous, no, not one. And that includes me. And how we need to turn, I need to turn from myself and from my sin and turn uh, again to the Lord. I was thinking about how in Isaiah, Isaiah characterized repentance in terms of uh, the wicked forsaking his evil thoughts. I wonder as a believer, do I ever have sinful thoughts, evil thoughts that need to be turned from? You know that portion well in Isaiah 55, let the wicked forsake his way and the unrighteous man his thoughts and let him return unto the Lord. How we need to return to the Lord, even in the matter of our thoughts. David modeled sincere, genuine repentance. What, and he gives us an example of what repentance sounds like. David says, I have sinned greatly and that I have done this. I have done this thing. And now I pray you, take away the guilt of your servant, for I've acted foolishly. There David is talking about not so much his thoughts, but his words, the, the, the verbal sins. And then what about external sins? Ezekiel 33, Ezekiel characterizes repentance in terms of the wicked, turning from his wickedness and practicing justice and righteousness. I wonder if there's any words or thoughts or deeds that you and I have done even since uh, we got out of our beds this morning, even before we got out of our beds this morning, have, have there been things that for which we need to turn and repent? If you say you haven't sinned or you don't sin, you're a liar. But if we confess our sins, he's faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. God calls on all people, but especially his own people, to, to repent. How I need to turn from my sinful ways and turn to the Lord. In Psalm 80, in Psalm 85, we have these words. Turn us again, O God. Turn us again, O Lord of hosts. Turn us again, O Lord of hosts. Cause thy face to shine. Turn us, O God of our salvation. Cause thine anger toward us to cease. How God's people, you and I, need to turn We need to turn from our wicked ways 
and seek his face.